welcome to the Love on the Go podcast, brought to you by Carolina's Matchmaker. I'm Lori Burzak, and for over 17 years, I've been helping singles find the relationship of their dreams all over the Carolinas. Along the journey, I've met so many amazing professionals and experts from various fields, and I'm excited to introduce them to you. What's my goal? I want to help you look at love and relationships in a new way and to grow in your understanding of how love works. Let's learn together how people have overcome personal obstacles and have found love, first and foremost, with themselves. The ultimate goal is realizing that you are worthy and deserving of love. Let's get started. Y'all, we have Sarah Franklin on Love on the Go podcast today. And uh, Sarah, hello, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> so Sarah, I found on TikTok, this is one of my favorite things about TikTok, and I hope it will never go away. But basically, there was this video floating along, and I'm going to play it for you guys in a minute. And it has like 2.4 million views. And she has a huge following, Sarah Franklin. So check her out on TikTok. And are you also on Instagram and YouTube and all uh, that yeah. too? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm okay, not on YouTube yet, so. All right. Well, you got to throw those shorts or whatever up there. But um, I was so attracted to your video. I'll play it for you guys. But basically, it's all about how her friend um, saw this guy in a Kroger parking lot. And she looked, he looked exactly her type. And so as friends do, she was like, I'm going to make this happen. And actually, a lot of friends don't do that. So that's what was so remarkable is she set Sarah up on a date with Kroger man a little background on the whole video and I guess that's really how the algorithms and social media work Wait. I recorded the video for my friends on Snapchat and then posted it on TikTok just because oh. it was a funny story and then you know of course it blows up so that is so funny well here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna play it and then I'm gonna also put it in the show notes so people can do can watch it so I'm just gonna play it right now for you guys to hear it the other day I get a text from my BFF I found you man in the Kroger parking lot do tell sure enough sees this man looks like my type watches him help some elderly later with their shopping cart so she pops out of her car hey are you single and he's like ma'am she's like i have this friend i'm gonna show her to you if you're interested at her you know on social media and you know whatever i have y'all know i went on a date with a man that my bff found in the Kroger parking lot Okay, I'm going to stop it here. It is so cute, though. You guys need to watch the whole thing. So the point is, is that your friend set you up, and yeah. that's brilliant. Um, and how did it go? How did the date go? So, I mean, she really, like, he was helping an elderly lady with her cart, and she just hopped right. out of her car and and approached him. It was like, are you single? And he's like, ma'am, you know, um, and, um, you know, showed him my social media. And she just said, if you're interested messenger yeah and so you know I reached out to him and I'm like I'm so sorry that my friend did that she does not normally do that um <laughs> but like hit it off and he's really a nice guy um you know we had a great date mm-hmm. he's been single for a really long time which um I think all of us have probably encountered um dating in that way sure um and he you know we were going to go out on a second date but then he said oh you're too good for me and kind of went as went on his way so you know that's fine um it, it was an experience yes and so that's <laughs> how I sure to frame it on TikTok I'm like everybody normally no one knows what I'm doing in my dating life except my really close friends even though as you know I'm the most 
oversharing private person on social media. I will share all kinds of things, but people really don't know, you know, my dating life. I really keep that very private. Typically, well, let's, so, let me, let me jump in here and let's like backtrack a little bit. Tell us how old you are and okay. sort of what your status is in terms of divorced or single and um, so, kids and all that and where you live. I'm 33 mm-hmm. and I live in Kentucky and I am a mom to a nine-year-old little boy and okay. I've been divorced for five years. Okay. Um, you know, really, I think my, uh, perspective on dating is really funny because I'd only ever dated my ex-husband my whole life. We, we started dating when I was 19 and got divorced when I was like 29. So okay. I think I had, you know, a perspective that maybe others don't have in the sense that I spent a lot of my twenties being married yeah. and I didn't really have that phase of like dating until now that I'm 30. And so. So how are you finding it? Is it like a big grand adventure or how, how are you taking it all in? You know, I think there's like kind of phases of my dating life mm-hmm. post-divorce um, where I had no clue what I was doing. I was so naive, so green to the whole process. I mean, online dating, I had never, again, I'd never had a date, so I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so that phase was really messy. Um, mm. But I think now that I've been more in my, own I really um you know and folks can see that on the TikToks we talked about the self-love journey you know really understanding who I am as a person because I didn't really know I you know when I got divorced at 29 I didn't know who I was my identity was in being a wife and and all of that let me ask you a question with online okay. dating how lo- are you online dating right now um yes Okay. Are you on the apps? What are you on? So I have tried like Hinge. I've tried Bumble. Um, I've tried Tinder. I did Tinder right after my divorce. The likelihood that I ever download that app again is very low. <laughs> it's not for me. Um, I would say like Bumble has been the best, um, you know, most dates, that sort of thing have been on Bumble. Okay. And that's nice because you get to choose which men you want to be corresponding with. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Bumble. It gives you a little bit of the power. Um, and then you have your divorce and you've got a, a child. So how do you deal with dating with a child? Sure. So, um, you know, my son is obviously my number one priority and mm-hmm. um, I have him the majority of the time. So really my time to date is on Thursday night and every other weekend. Um, So it's very limited in, um, you know, the possibilities of going on dates, which I think in some ways is good because you can't go head first into anything, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that space, that natural space between someone. So in some ways, I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, I'm very much separate. Dating is separate. My son has only met one person that I've dated in the five years that I've been divorced. Okay. So I really don't jump into including him in my dating life. I will say now that he's a little older, he has opinions, right. um, even though he, you know, doesn't meet any of these guys. Right. So that's kind of funny um, to get his thoughts on the kind of man that I need to date and all of that. But he's definitely, we keep him out of it. Has he ever seen your TikTok? He did see the TikTok. So I had my mom blocked on my TikTok because um, she would let him on TikTok and some of my content is really not for him. Um, and so, or, you know, 
who doesn't need to know his mom's no. dating life. No. So, um, but where, tic- where the TikTok blew up, my whole family was talking about it and they were talking about it at school and everything. So <laughs> I ended up sharing with him um, right. and funny, funny story. Uh, he was with my mom and I was just, I, I don't know about anyone else, but I love to just sit in the car when I pull in a driveway and have a moment. So I had, was talking to him and he's like, is it because Kroger Main rejected you? I was oh. like, Kroger Main did not reject me, but thank you for your support. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kroger Man did not. Well, um, what is your kind of biggest takeaway right now with, with dating? So you, you took some time off, you're focusing on your son, you're doing a little bit of online dating, you're meeting some people organically. Like, what can you say about it all? Sort of like bird's eye view. Yeah, I think really the best thing, this feels the healthiest I've ever been around dating. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's because, um, you know, really that self-love, you know, journey, no journey may be used, overused, but, you know, really um, not giving up on myself in the sense that, you know, I work out like five or six days a week. Um, I just don't allow just anyone access. You know, I have very limited free time. I think mm-hmm. that helps like coming from a space of not needing someone and not like, I'm going to be okay. If someone doesn't text me back, you know, yeah. I, I've definitely learning about attachment styles helped me so much and understanding like moving from anxious to probably more avoidant to probably more secure now mm-hmm. um, has really helped me too. I mean, I remember after dates and and dealing with men and I have ran across men, even in my stage of you know, healing where they're avoidant mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. trigger that anxious in me of like, oh, are they going to text me back and that sort of thing. And that's not a fun feeling. And, and so, and I've met men who are avoidant, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. anxious. Mm-hmm. And then I have to educate them because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to provide you the um, validation that you're going to require um, as an anxious person. And hopefully have educated them along the way too. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely understanding attachment styles has changed the game for me, I would say. So Amir Levine wrote the book Attached. Mm-hmm. And that's what Sarah's talking about for those of you that don't know what attachment styles is or are. Um, it's a phenomenal book. It's It, it gets a little technical. Um, I've sold so many of those books. <laughs> I went oh, on TV really? and I talked about that book. I mean, oh, I should yeah, be on, awesome. I should be on his payroll. I mean, I'm joking. I haven't sold them, but I've encouraged and influenced people okay. to buy that book. And basically, um, you know, a secure attachment style is what everybody wants to be with. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. the way that we're raised sometimes has an influence on if we're a little anxious or if we're avoidant, depending on a lot of things that happened when we were quite young. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that you can take away, but it is something that you can be aware of. And it is mm-hmm. something that you can change. And when mm-hmm. a person who is avoidant or anxious is um, in touch with um, the the root of who they are, they can um, become more comfortable with who they are. And then it's a game changer. So, mm-hmm. um, so the key is to find that secure person. So if you were completely secure and you're with an avoidant or an anxious, they might become more secure. So mm-hmm. it's not like up to you, obviously, to help them with, and with you their can, journey. Yeah, they're going to yeah. have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And I think I was so worried about the fact that when I was, uh, you know, 
dating before again I've had different phases of dating um Mm -hmm. you know kind of prior to this like self-love journey um I was worried that I wouldn't meet anyone who was also doing the work you know I love to listen to podcasts and Mm -hmm. again exercise and um going to church on Sunday so Mm -hmm. you know really I think also becoming the kind of person that I would want so Mm -hmm. I want a man who has, um, you know, faith is important, then mm-hmm. making sure that I'm showing up too. And then if I want someone who's in, um, you know, fitness and health is important, then I'm showing up for myself in that way too. So really aligning myself in that way so that when I do meet that man, that, you know, I'm showing up in my best way as well. Absolutely. And you, you're sort of taking your viewers on a through a massive transformation that you are taking in terms of the exercise and fitness piece and lifestyle. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So really, um, you know, I think the number one question that people ask is like, how did you do it? How do you start? And really it's just start moving for Mm -hmm. me. I just started going on walks Mm -hmm. and on those walks, um, I call them hot girl walks. Um, I listen to podcasts, pray, I have notes that, that I write down ideas that things that come to me that I, you know, want to remember later, mm-hmm. um, all the way down to like song ideas. and like, maybe one day I'll write a song, but anyway, uh, so Great. really it's just like getting moving and setting the habit so mm-hmm. that, you know, everyone's like, how do you get the motivation? It's like, I'm not motivated every day, but right. I am consistent in my routine. So mm-hmm. that's what keeps me motivated. You know, motivation doesn't always come, but the routine, you know, that does inconsistency. So um, you know, that's the number one thing. And then again, just when you start, um, you know, loving yourself, the hard parts to love as mm-hmm. well and understanding why you are the way you are, like the, the, you know, attachment stuff. It's like, now I understand even through like Enneagram. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard about that or anything. Yeah. That's helped me a lot too, with understanding my, um, just why, how I tick. And it helps me also understand how other people tick too. And, um, the discernment from that, and then also not giving access to just anyone, you know, I work so hard to be in Mm -hmm. this space. I can't just let, you know, any person in. And I've really also noticed like, um, I don't know if it's like a comforting style or what I bring, but I will have guys who are like, well, you're a nice person. You can help me through this kind of thing. Mm. And it's like, so you have to be careful with that too. Yeah. Um, That is not your job. No. Yes. So I have definitely learned that as well. Like I love that. Boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. And it's so interesting. I was talking to somebody about, I've been thinking a lot about boundaries lately and, you know, sometimes it's obviously it's very important to set boundaries. And also it's important to recognize if you're getting upset because somebody is trying to push into your boundary, mm-hmm. you don't need to get mm-hmm. upset. Of course, people are going to try to push your boundaries. Right. But that doesn't have to affect you and your psyche and the way, you know, it's kind of like a five-year-old, like wanting a cookie and you keep saying no, that doesn't mean you have to get upset every time they ask for a cookie. It's like, no, still the answer is no. Well, and that, and um, I think really detaching from the outcome when you go mm-hmm. on dates and you have just go on the date, don't say no necessarily. I mean, unless there's like huge red flag, don't go, but you know, you don't have to marry this person just because you go on a date and you don't end up dating or whatever. You've learned something. 
always mm-hmm. think I'm just a little closer to meeting the right man. Yes. Every date that I go on, I've learned something about myself. Yes. Learn something about closer to what I want. And, you know, I really do have, I'm such an optimist. Sometimes that. this dating world um, will knock you down and you will try, mm-hmm. it, you'll, you could lose your optimism very quickly. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, really focusing on yourself and, you know, tell folks, it's like, did you have a good time? Mm-hmm. Don't be so concerned making someone else like you. Be right. yourself. Right. And when you are yourself, like you open up the other person to have the space to be themselves too, which I think is 100%. so important. You know, so many people, you know, just want to be heard and seen and that sort of thing. So if you get that space, if you show up, if you're authentic self, then they will too. And yes. sometimes that's a good thing, you know, or if it's not for you, that's okay too. So exactly. And, and I mean, I always think about it as in, because sometimes I call somebody up and I say, Hey, I've got somebody to introduce you to. And they're like, well, tell me about him. And I'll be like, okay, he's this, that, and the other. Oh, he's only five, nine. No, I think I'm going to pass. I really need a man who's like at least five eleven. And I'm like, are you kidding me here? The matchmakers calling you up and saying, there's a great guy. He wants a serious relationship. He's passed a background check. He's got like, a, he's normal. He's kind, he's a handsome and you don't want to meet him. Like to right. me, it's just a date. Who cares? Right. It's a right. You're not, right. Why not? You're meeting another human being, you know, that has been put in your life for some reason, hopefully. And like, why not just go out and meet him? Who cares? Right. He might have a cousin or a brother that could be good for you. Right. Sister. Who totally knows? Agree. You know, you just don't know anything. So, I mean, I guess the point is I love how you are optimistic and open-minded and it's people like you that find people. For sure. That optimism. I know she's crossing her fingers. (laughs) You've got such a beautiful essence to you. I love like your truth really comes through with your TikToks. That's why I was so attracted to the idea of getting you on this, on this podcast, because people need to hear the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. right now, the more transparent you are, that is who you will attract into your, into your life and into your world. And that's why people like to follow you and hear what you have to say. Yeah, and you know, I think perfectionism and everything is probably, especially for like millennials like myself, you know, we've Mm -hmm. that's been, you know, harped on. But I really do think I saw TikTok uh, recently, and I can't remember who it was, but he said something like, "When you have the sauce, like the people who've been through things have that sauce," and it's like that's I agree. It's like when you have been through things, it gives you the sauce. You Mm -hmm. like for me, divorce taught me to be empathetic. And I had no idea. I'd never been in through anything hard, you know, mm-hmm. and divorce just teaches you to like, people are going through things that you have no clue that they're going through. And I think divorce is like the second stressor in a life other than the death of a spouse. And yeah. so through that, I mean, I'm able to understand when people are really like going through things. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, what did you learn from that? If, mm-hmm. you know, you don't go through divorce or any tough times, I think to not, you know, learn something. So, Mm -hmm. so So what was like your big, what was your big takeaway from your divorce that you can authentically say, I'm glad that I have this kind of in my back pocket to be able to move forward in life. Definitely my son, (laughs) Uh, definitely the empathy and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've always been an independent person. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that, you know, I was able to get through I was I've never been in a situation like I can't get out of I think 
making sure I have, you know, a career and, and all of that was mm-hmm. really important. And I think, um, you know, sometimes women, you know, get stuck in situations that aren't good for them. And mm-hmm. it's like, um, I'm very thankful for that. But again, mm-hmm. I think it's just the empathy, truly being able to relate to other people and connect to other people. And I truly do feel like I, I went through it so that I can help other people. And, um, you know, connected with so many, feels like every time someone gets divorced, they're like reaching out to me, like, how do mm. I handle this with grace? And what do I do? And mm. so, um, you know, I really do feel like that's, that's why I went through Beautiful. it. You know? Beautiful. And what are you, what are you looking for in someone? Tell us what you, let's, let's spotlight well, I you now. Hold out my, I should have uh, <laughs> your list. Out my journal. Yeah. <laughs> I did a journal entry this the beginning Aww. of the year. It's like, this is what it'll feel like when yeah. I found the one. Well, um, and I like how you said that this is how it will feel like versus the mm-hmm. the checklist. So what oh, will yeah. it, yeah. So what will it feel like when you, when you're with your partner? I think your really, um, I am such an enthusiastic, optimistic person. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it will feel like you know, my motivation and to do things in life will be matched. And also, again, I'm so independent, but I also need to be pushed in some ways and to mm-hmm. do the hard things as an Enneagram 7 and mm-hmm. ENFP. Um, I like mm-hmm. to have fun and I, I like the joys of life, but the hard times, you know, they always have a spin of some type of fun. So I think continuing to bring out um, my fun side and, um, you know, playfulness and, um, I think really like being feeling secure and content um, as well is what it will feel like, you know, checklist wise, you know, my type has, I think is just geographic. That's the, I think I would have a whole different type if I didn't live in central Kentucky. Um, And I, what is it like, what does that look like? What's the difference between uh... like uh, bearded, um, blue collar, you know, uh-huh. it's, I, I was kind of born to sparkle. That's just who I am as a person. Um, I've always been this way. Uh-huh. So it's just funny when these blue collar guys, but they're like, do you hunt fish? And I'm like, do I look like a hunting fish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will. Cause I'm all for an experience and I will do, oh. you know, but it's just funny to me. And, and, um, you know, I think, too one of the things I've learned is just like codependency like definitely after I got divorced like I realized my ex-husband and I were so codependent but we were together so long and when we were so young um you know really being able to be myself mm-hmm. and not feeling like I have to dim my sparkle or you know any of that like being full send and then um you know the man I'm with is hyping me up to be all of that you know what and and that's in all the ways and personality and being um motivated in my career Mm -hmm. so definitely a man who's not going to slow me down what kind of work do you do association management and public relations communications that seems perfect for you (laughs) I know all the tests are always like communication so (laughs) that's brilliant and do you find that you are attracted to kind of an intellectual type of guy you know my mom said, Sarah Elizabeth, uh, you keep dating these men who are not as smart as you, and then you mm-hmm. lose interest. So mm-hmm. I don't think I ever like been candid, identified as like 
a smart person. Does that make sense? Like I know that I'm smart and all of that, but Mm -hmm. I've always been the gregarious class clown talker, you know, that sort of thing. So, you know, as I've gotten older, I realized like I do have a lot of depth and and these different interests and hobbies and things. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, definitely that's high on the list And, and someone who has really good sense of humor. Right. Which goes along with intelligence. Yes. Yeah. I agree. No, you're very, yeah. I was just going to say you're very bright, <laughs> but you also have a fun persona that you'll throw on for TikTok and whatnot. And that's why I'm kind of glad we did a little discovery here because you do have like a serious side and also you're very centered and very <laughs> grounded and um, you have so much to offer someone. I'm excited. So if anybody is, is open to dating in central Kentucky from the Carolinas, um, reach out to me. And But I will tell you her name is Sarah Franklin and you can find her. Tell tell uh, the audience all of your handles. Oh, let's see. My TikTok is Sarah Franklin KY, which everyone always thinks that's Franklin, Kentucky, but that's just my last name. And okay. then um, it's the same on Instagram, Sarah Franklin underscore KY. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes so they can follow you. And um, you're you're awesome, so dynamic. Do you have a special charity that that I could I could also um, throw out there for you? Oh well, um, uh, Alzheimer's is okay. my grandfather had Alzheimer's, so my son and I like done have done the walks and everything, okay. or um, Great Dane rescues. Great Dane rescues all. Okay, good. I love both of those charities. Well, we'll put those in the show notes too. Sarah, it has been a pleasure. And I know that we will stay in touch and uh, best of luck. We'll look forward to uh, following you some more. That's great. Thank you all. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to Love on the Go. I hope you join us on our next episode. You can make sure to know when it is by following us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you enjoyed it, it'd be great if you left us a review. I'd appreciate it. In the meantime, to learn more about me and how my team can help you, visit carolinasmatchmaker.com. Until next time.